BBC Good Food Show Winter at the NEC in Birmingham. It must mean that Christmas is just around the corner. It's getting exciting, isn't it? Now, my next guest in the studio was dubbed the Queen of Gluten-Free by Nigella Lawson. And her fourth book, Quick and Easy Gluten-Free, came out a couple of months ago. I think she's probably going to say it will make a good Christmas gift. Becky XL, fantastic to see you. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Yeah. Now, the um, Good Food Show here. You've been busy and are going to be busy. What have you been doing? I've been very very busy. I'm, I'm exhausted right now. <laughs> um, so I was, I did a talk this morning with Barney, um, just chatting about life and gluten-free and stuff. Um, I've done a book signing and then I've done a couple of cooking demos. What have you been cooking? So uh, firstly, I made some Stolen Bites um, and then just, just now I made some chocolate crinkle cookies, which... Oh, this I, I'm, I'm sad that people can't try them because there's no samples, which is just such a shame because they're, they're, they're super delicious. The recipe is in the show guide, isn't it? And yes. I think if we whisper it gently, you might be able to find it online, perhaps. I don't yes, know. Yes, you, you can. can. That's yeah. fantastic. Excellent. Now, gluten-free being the big thing that you're, you're known for, mm -hmm. is the, the issue of people having an intolerance getting worse or are we just more aware of it? Um, I don't think it's necessarily getting worse. I think it's more that more people are getting diagnosed. So generally the reason that people go gluten-free is either because they've found out they've got something called celiac disease or gluten intolerance, or some people just choose to, um, lifestyle reasons. They just, they just want to, it makes them feel a little bit better for no particular reason. Um, and I think it's just that there's more sort of medical advances and there's more people getting diagnosed. And I guess the whole thing of what I've been trying to do over the last few years is, you know, just making people more aware of it and raising awareness. And I think that raising of awareness has kind of helped people to realise, actually, maybe gluten isn't making me feel that great. Um, and then they're going to get tested um, at the doctors and stuff like that. So I think it's just that people are getting tested more frequently mm. and, you know, it's more like that rather than more people are gluten-free. Yeah. We see lots of gluten-free products on the shelves now, increasing numbers in supermarkets mm -hmm. and, and health food shops and things like that. Uh, for people who can't, perhaps can't always get, old, get hold of those um, products, are there sort of simple hacks they can use, simple replacements that they can use? Yeah, so I, you know, obviously the free from oil compared to, you know, I've been gluten-free 13 years. So at the very beginning, it was like impossible there wasn't a free from oil there was nothing there was one loaf of bread and maybe some really dodgy pasta that wasn't great um so these days obviously all the supermarkets do have absolutely tons of options so there is always something that you can have um but there's so much in the supermarkets and stuff that is naturally gluten-free as well so if you can't for instance or you know gluten-free products are that little bit more expensive often um if you can't let's say afford them or it's tricky um there's so much that you can have anyway so you know there's the all vegetables and fruit and rice and potatoes and meat and fish all this stuff is gluten-free just as standard so it shouldn't ever really be that much of a problem I think people just when they're told suddenly they have to go gluten-free that's scary that sounds like it sounds like a lot it sounds like oh my god and it is it's a massive change but there's there's so many options and lots of the things that you were probably eating already you still can eat um it's just you know you just have to be a bit more mindful about it and I guess with all my recipes and stuff, I try to make it so that all those things that you maybe can't still eat, you actually can. So you can still have your pizza, you can still have pasta, you know, I've got recipes for fresh pasta, you can you can make breads, you can make all these different things um, and you, you don't have to miss out because I don't think it's fair that anyone who is given sort of a, a medical diagnosis, you know, they, they don't have a choice. I don't feel like just because you're told, oh, 
um, you know, you've got celiac disease, you've got a gluten intolerance, that you suddenly are basically told, oh, you can't have pizza anymore or mm. you can't have donuts because that's, that's not cool. So for me, it's all about making sure that no one misses out. Um, that's a really, really important thing for mm, me. What a lovely philosophy that is. It's, it's, uh, it's a sharing of, of that passion that you yeah. have for it and also that the me- overcoming the medical... It's a head thing, isn't it? If you get your head into that, I can't have this, you want it more, don't you? Oh, so. God, yeah. I, I was just speaking to a lady just now who was saying to me that she's been diagnosed celiac three weeks ago um and she was saying how she's found it quite frustrating going to some of the stalls at the show that she went to last year and she can't eat at them this year um and she just finds it frustrating not even that she wanted to eat anything but it's just that that choice has been taken away from her so she might have walked past and like this you know she could go oh no i don't want any but now it's not oh i don't want any it's i can't have any and i think that's a real struggle for people um but you know i think whilst you can think of it in a real negative way. I think my sort of way of thinking about it is it's just a change. Mm. And if it's going to make you feel better um, and you're going to feel better in yourself and your health is going to be better, then it's worthwhile. And that's why, you know, I try and create these recipes and stuff to make that that transition a little bit easier. And I've sort of formed a, a really nice community offline and online as well that has you know, can bring people together so they don't feel so alone. Hmm. And I guess Christmas time is when we all get a bit overindulgent, mm. don't we? I mean, we want all of those comfort foods and the chocolates and all those sort of things. And, and it's an important time of year for people who need to work being gluten-free. They've just got to think a little bit more, maybe, haven't they, over that, that, that Christmas period? Yeah, I think it's just... I think for everyone it's important to plan, hmm. you know, around food and around celebrations and stuff. But for gluten-free people at Christmas I think it's the most important time to really plan plan what you're going to buy um, plan things in advance cooking from scratch is a really really important thing to do um, I think you know cost of living is increasing at the moment for everyone um, but for gluten-free people especially things are more expensive so realizing that you can actually cook so much from scratch cook ahead you know make those plans um you can still have a, a really good Christmas. And, you know, there's there's stuff in the supermarkets these days that is gluten-free for Christmas. Like, they'll have a, a special free-from section with Christmas stuff. But, again, you need to plan because you need to get in there early because they never have enough. And they always... They don't realise that that many people... I, I think supermarkets, the media, generally, like, the whole world doesn't realise how many people are gluten-free or need to be gluten-free. Um, and so everything is always, there's not enough supply of things. So you need to make sure you get in there early so that you can get things. But obviously you can you can bake, you, you know, I've got recipes for mince pies, Christmas pudding, Christmas cake, all the things, all the party food, all the beige stuff that, you know, that we, we really want at Christmas, all that stuff is completely possible to make yourself. But um, yeah, you just need to put a little bit more time and a little bit more thought into things. Mm. Now, you're already a multi-Sunday Times bestseller. Um, congratulations on Thank that. Well you. done. I mentioned your fourth book, Quick and Easy Gluten-Free, which came out a couple of months ago. What's your favourite thing in that book? I'm sure everybody who writes a cookbook has something to go, what really Ooh. excited about that one? Yeah, it's, it's tricky, really, because Quick and Easy Gluten-Free is like... I know, I know it's my most recent book, so people probably often say this, but it is, it is my favourite one. Um, and it's my favourite because it has so much stuff that people want in a quick and easy fashion. So, you know, you're, all the recipes take under 30 minutes or only five to ten minutes of preparation with, you know, maybe popping it in the slow cooker or stuff. So it's, it's really simple and straightforward stuff. Um, but for me, probably the most, like, the thing I like the most is the chapter on fakeaways. So for me... Um, 
you know, people who aren't gluten-free won't understand that we can't have a Chinese takeaway. We can't go to the takeaway on a Saturday or a Friday night. We can't just go and have whatever we want. Most of the time, it's all cross-contaminated, so there's nothing that we can eat. We can't even eat the stuff that is gluten-free because they might have mixed it or they might have fried it with something else, and, you know, it makes it a bit difficult. So for me, what I wanted to do was create really quick fake-away dishes. So they're called fake-away because of takeaway. Um, and, yeah, I've made a section called 30-minute fake-aways. So basically, you can make these dishes up in the same amount of time that it would take for you to go to the Chinese restaurant or to order stuff online. Um, and it's it's just got a bit of everything in there. You know, you've got chili, uh, crispy chili beef, you've got sweet and sours, you've got all the things that you really want, orange chicken, lemon chicken, just good, good delicious food um, that, you know... I just, I just feel it's, it's just really frustrating that, like for me, I've, I haven't been to a, a Chinese takeaway or something for probably like a decade plus, and that just made me really sad. So I tried to sort of maneuver around that by just making my own things. Fantastic, gluten-free fakeaways. Yes. What a great way to that. That might be book number four on the <laughs> bestseller list of this. What a great thing for Christmas as well. Uh, I think I mentioned before, it make a great Christmas present, but particularly for those people who've got to work that bit harder with uh, their food this Christmas. Um, what's Christmas like in your house? So Christmas, generally, we go to my parents' house at Christmas um, and they do the cooking. Although I did say to my mum the other day, um, I was like, oh, so Christmas, we'll, we'll be at your house. And she sort of went, oh, will you? And so I think she was hoping <laughs> that maybe this was the year uh. that we would, be, we would be catering and stuff. Because the thing is, for, for us, obviously, my mum and my dad really understand it and get all the, the whole gluten-free thing. But I haven't lived at home for ages now. So for them, it's having to get different things in and make sure everything's safe and everything. So it's, it's quite a... It's, it's, it's a bit tricky for them, but I always try and help out as much as I can. Did you do the washing up? I put it in the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've been asking everybody, uh, it is Christmas, uh, have you written to Santa? And if so, what have you asked for? Um, no, I haven't written to Santa. I should write to Santa. And Is there a kitchen gadget that you'd really like? There's some great ones here at the show. Ooh, I, something that I would really like. I would like a really good set of kitchen knives. Like, I've I've always been, for years, I've been one of these people who's just bought sort of... I, I just assume that all knives are good. And, you know, I get a load of people say to me sometimes, you know, a proper, a really good chef's knife, you'll, you'll never go back. Um, and so we got one recently, but I'd like, a, I'd like a set of really nice chef's knives. Not that I'm a chef, I'm just a, a regular girl who likes cooking. But, <laughs> you know, that that's the sort of thing I'd, I'd, I'd really like so that I can... Uh, you know, not have to sort of hack through a butternut squash or a swede and get my knife stuck in it. I want to be able to, like, just slide through it nicely. What a lovely way of putting it. Well, <laughs> you've put it out there now, and I hope somebody gets you some knives <laughs> for Christmas. You. Becky, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for coming in to see us. Have a great time here at the show, and uh, have a great Christmas. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for having me.